for anybody that wants a stress-free wedding, could not recommend it more. It was everything that we could have wanted in a wedding day and more. We had so many compliments from people that had said that was a great idea for you to do. It kept that ceremony kind of close to our chest. Like it it gave us both the opportunity to share really, you know, intimate details. I mean, yours was probably a bit more sappy than mine. Mine was a bit funnier. But the actual ceremony itself, it stayed, like it felt more interactive because there's less people there and it's, you know, we're involving the core people in our lives. So it really felt personal to us. But then we still got to see everybody later on and celebrate with them and bask in our love and our excitement, and especially on the same day. Unbridly is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Hey, and thanks for joining me. If the thought of sharing your most private emotions and feelings in front of scores of people doesn't thrill you, but eloping just isn't an option, I think today's couples interview might shed some light on an exciting middle ground for you because Laura and Ed felt exactly the same way. The idea of a big traditional wedding wasn't the vibe they were going for and after nine years together, they really pride themselves on walking to the beat of their own drum and not doing anything just because others think they should and they wanted to remain true to that in their wedding as well. So today I have a chat with them about how they decided that the small ceremony big reception was going to be the solution for them, and then how they chose to reveal the surprise to their loved ones. Ed and Laura also share the massive budget advantages to doing a wedding the same way and the couple of less than perfect moments that happened on their wedding day that they couldn't fix, but they rolled with anyway and laughed about because that's just their fabulous attitude. Let's get into it. Hi, Laura. Hi, Ed. Thanks so much for joining me. Our pleasure. Thanks so much for having us. We're going to dive straight in, guys. So basically, for you two, what was the plan? What was your focus? What did you want to do for your wedding when you started out? We had a bit of a funny engagement story in that we never actually had a proposal as such. We were sitting down having dinner on my birthday weekend and we're just chatting about our future and the fact that we'd been together for nine years and went do you want to get married next year? That sounds like something we could do. Within that night, we had kind of gone, okay, well, what do you want from a wedding? So literally that first conversation was everything for us. I think we worked out, we wanted something low key that was really intimate, but was really meaningful to both of us that celebrated our love and involved kind of the core people we have in our life, but wasn't the big fluff. We didn't need the huge extravaganza. That wasn't kind of our relationship at all and it wasn't kind of what we wanted from a day. So I think the main thing, like the focus of it was it was him and me and it was a day that we could celebrate us and have fun. What did you think? Yeah, I think definitely that first conversation was kind of indicative of what the whole process was in terms of it was just really collaborative in putting 
what we wanted first, you know, what felt authentic to us. We stuck to that pretty much all the way through, I reckon, which was good. I know what this meant in the reality of things. Perhaps you could explain how that manifested and what that looked like as far as your wedding day went. Yeah, definitely. So for us, it was a very intimate wedding. So we had maximum, I think it was about 32 people in the end that came with us and we got married during the day. And then we invited 120 people to a engagement party that night, but it was actually our wedding reception. And we got to surprise everybody with the fact that we were already married and celebrate with everybody. But we kind of already had the actual ceremony done and dusted and we just got to have the celebration then at the end. So I guess what I'm trying to get out of you is telling everyone <laughs> about the whole cloak and dagger scenario. And honestly, keeping those secrets, like I think we lost track. We technically got engaged and decided we were planning a wedding for the next year in October. My sister was getting married in November. So we wanted to give her her day and we really didn't want to cloud that. So we kept that a complete secret. And then in December, we decided to tell the core group that were going to be attending the wedding that actually know we were getting married next year and it wasn't just an engagement party. But then, yeah, then we sent out the engagement invite the next January. Over at Cross Track. To be honest, I think I even lost track at some point. My poor parents, like, oh. love them both not secret keepers. So they were actually avoiding catching up with some of our family friends because they were just so worried that they would spill the secret. And so the night of, a lot of them said, oh, we were wondering why you didn't want to see us. <laughs> How many months were you planning for then? It was probably seven months from when we got engaged and decided to the actual wedding day in May. What was the best part of planning this secret wedding? To be fair, I love planning at the best of times in any sort of scenario. My Excel spreadsheet comes out and I'm good to go. Just the planning in general, I very much enjoyed. But um, dealing with the vendors was honestly probably my favourite part of the actual wedding planning, just because everyone was so lovely. I, I get it. It's their job. You know, you got to love what you do, especially in an industry that's hard. But I think everyone that we hired and, and dealt with along the way was just so kind, had brought such beautiful energy to everything that they did, was so willing to catch up and take time to reply to emails or even for someone like ours that was quite low-key, there was still logistics of how the day works and travel to and from. But then also the venue that we had had a coordinator attached. Tessa from the event studio was incredible. She thought of everything and there's just so many things that obviously when you don't live it, you don't think of along the way. She was a huge goldmine of information that I really loved when I was planning. I remember just before we started the ceremony, I was out in the rock garden with Tessa because I saw her almost be blown away by your welcome sign because it was <laughs> acting like a sail for her. <laughs> <laughs> and she was trying to peg it in the garden without ruining the garden. A superhero effort. We hadn't accounted for that wind. We thought the entire week leading up to it that it was going to be quite bad rain. And so we were preparing for an inside wedding or, you know, pivoting. And that was totally fine. But we wake up the morning of and it's beautiful blue skies. And we're like, how lucky are we? We get there and it was just like, I cannot stress how much it was blowing a gale. So she did such a good job just to make sure everything was battened down. It looked great for photos. You know, yeah, she was, she was incredible. 
Your venue was absolutely stunning. And so I'm wondering that you had a fantastic photographer, beautiful venue. You had this coordinator involved as well. You had video. You had incredible flowers. How did you decide where to allocate your budget for your wedding? I think it really started with that in first conversation. So when we sat down and we went, let's get married next year, we went, what's important to us? Because obviously we weren't having people present at the ceremony, photography and videography were really important to me because I wanted to make sure we had capture of the day to show people and, you know, to relive it over again. So when I was allocating, I was happy to allocate more of our budget to those things. It was very much a, okay, what, things are we happy to then skimp on, which a lot of that was stuff around like, we didn't need a certain aesthetic. We didn't need a colour scheme. We didn't need florals all down an aisle, choose things that we could get a little bit cheaper here, but then we're happy to spend a bit more there. Your beautiful venue, perhaps you could share with people where you were and how you found it, why you chose it. So I think that was probably my favourite part of the whole planning experience. It's called Mullawira. It's in Wollonga and it actually belongs to close family friends. We were caught up with David and Alison and scoped it out and just absolutely loved it. Like I walked into it not really knowing what it would look like or what to expect, but turns out, yeah, couldn't have asked for a more picturesque location for sure. And it was quite sentimental for us as well. So we've spent some beautiful weekends away down Willunga, McLaren Vale area, and we really just fell in love with the region. It seemed to fit. We were very, very lucky, other than the wind, obviously, but they couldn't control that. Talk to me about family dynamics. Did you have to have any difficult conversations with your family and friends? Because you did choose to have this intimate ceremony. Were there any hurt feelings? When we initially told the people that were going to be coming, we had to make a bit of a a stance because my side of the family is massive, to put it, you know, bluntly. There's so many cousins and aunties and uncles. With just our immediate families and closest friends, it sat around that 30 mark. But as soon as we went to extended families, it jumped to like 80. And so we both went, well, that's basically a wedding then. Like, that's not intimate. And so we had to make that decision for both sides of the family. So having that discussion, especially with my mum, because she has such a beautiful close relationship with her nieces and nephews, was hard. But our family's great in that they would never push something on us that we didn't want. So at the end of the day, it was always that respect of, well, that's your day and that's what you would like. We'll be happy for you regardless of what you choose. So that aspect wasn't super difficult. The difficult part that we tended to face was there's some interesting family dynamics that we had within the people attending the intimate ceremony. And so managing that when there's only a small group of people rather than a bigger where, you know, there's some lots of corners and people to go off in their groups, that was probably more of the complexity, wasn't it? It was interesting, actually, because, you know, you try and be quite selfless with people for most of your life, but it was just interesting having those discussions around, like, actually, this is what I need for our wedding day, and I'm not going to make any bones about it. Please respect my, I guess, desires around what I expect. Was the result what you'd hoped? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Like, the entire day uh, was amazing. Like, not only kind of during the actual wedding, but then when we went to the reception at night, not one person that, you know, didn't come to the ceremony said anything negative. Like there was obviously the tongue-in-cheek comments of like, how dare you or, you know, punch you in the arm or things like that. But we've always been quite authentic people in 
how we show love to each other, but also what we want in our lives. And so we'd always kind of said that we'd elope or we'd do something low-key. It was never, we were never the type to have a big wedding. While it was a surprise for people with how we did it, I think once it was known, it was so well taken because people knew it was very us. With your suppliers, was there any, I mean, first there was, I'm having party makeup. No, I'm having wedding makeup. That, that must have been an interesting discussion. But were there any other difficult discussions with your suppliers? We had Dusk Till Dawn, Kevin and Jasmine for our videography, who are incredible. And we sat down with Kevin just to do a bit of a pre-wedding talk through and how it would work and what we wanted. And we were really wrestling with how we broke the news to people at the reception and how we come in and and what that looks like. And we didn't really know what we wanted to do. So when we talked with Kevin about it, we kind of broached the question of, could we show some raw footage? Like what, what are our options there? Because I'm also very aware that videographers and photographers are very much like, you don't get raw footage. Like, that's not our business. We give you the finished product. And and I'm very respectful of that. So it was a tiptoed conversation at first, but then he he suggested it out of the gate and went, oh, we'll do a same-day edit. Like, just literally, just like that. It was incredible. So we were very lucky with that. Absolutely. And so are you guys willing to share what you paid for the wedding? Yeah, definitely. So like we've been quite open. Our budget was 25000 and we knew that's kind of what we wanted to keep to. We ended up spending almost twenty-seven, but that also included kind of pre-event catch-ups the night before and a few other logistics. I think once we decided what we wanted and we knew what budget we had, I then kind of allocated out the priority stuff. And so I kind of contacted suppliers that were around that price point already. So we kind of knew what we were playing with. And then we could kind of adjust our like nighttime, the food and drinks that we had, how much we put on the bar. We could adjust that higher or lower depending on how much we had left over. So we did pretty well in the end. Yeah, I think, and we probably could have kept to, we didn't break the, break the bank too much. We probably could have kept to that initial figure, but yeah, we just wanted to go slightly nicer with the wine list at the reception and all that sort of thing. We just had a figure sitting there that we'd sort of saved up and then you add to it in whatever way is comfortable. But yeah, it felt really good that we did it in a way that worked for us sort of emotionally and in our life, but also financially as well. There's definitely no regrets. Like I said, I'm a bit of a stickler for planning, so I also made sure we kept the budget that we'd set. But we also knew where to skimp. So like I, for instance, clothing, like I bought my dress secondhand and was very lucky to find something that I loved, but that also only needed minor modifications on me. So really lucky to spend half of what I would normally spend on clothing so then we could put it somewhere else and, and those sort of things. For anybody that's planning... I'd always recommend find the things that you're willing to compromise on because then it helps you spend more in other areas and just stick to a budget that you've actually set yourself. Brilliant. Let's face facts. You've always been the planner and the organiser and your fiancé's eyes glaze over a little when you start talking about the details of your wedding day. But you really need someone to share this all with to bounce ideas off, and someone who's not going to ruin the surprises, but also be supportive and maybe even offer a different perspective. So when you're needing to get a second opinion about your bridesmaid, 
your in-laws or your first dance song. Unbridly Couples is your safe space. Unbridly hosts a private Facebook community where modern engaged couples can share ideas, chat and solve problems and generally just get freaking excited about their wedding. We also have a curated list of experienced wedding vendor professionals in there to offer suggestions and tips, insight into how to get the most out of your big day, but with no unsolicited DMs or pushy sales tactics. It's just not what Unbridly is about. So you can search for the Unbridly Couples Group on Facebook or just click on the link in the show notes. I'll see you in there. Okay, let's go to the day. How did you feel when you woke up on the morning of your wedding day? Excited, weren't we? We didn't do the tradition, so we slept in the same bed the night before. We had a hotel room in the city. I did not sleep at all the night before. I was <laughs> shocking, whereas you were out. Like, I remember oh, awesome. we got back to the room and, like, I'm tossing and turning and he's snoring next to me and I was like, oh, bloody hell. I remember waking up. I had a quick shower. So as part of our surprise video at the night time, we filmed a little, like, guess what we're doing today to show everybody at night. So we filmed that and we just, yeah, I think we just got those beautiful moments of quiet that you don't get much on a wedding day at all. I had a sensational morning. Laura was up and gone to go and get makeup at about seven and or have whatever time it was early. And um, yeah, I just relaxed in the hotel room for a couple of hours. And then I didn't have groomsmen, but you know, my four or five closest mates came and met me in there. And then we kind of just hung out for a while and went to the barber and then caught the bus down. So good. On the wedding day, what went really well? I would have to say, honestly, the entire day went the way that we had intended it to go. The actual ceremony itself, even though obviously the wind was a bit crazy, it still went really well and everyone enjoyed it and we got to hang out with everyone, for food afterwards. And even the surprise, like we were a little bit later than we intended to, but knowing the people that we'd invited, we'd kind of planned that they probably wouldn't be there at the time that we'd invited them. So we did leave some leeway for when we made our entrance. And then even then, you know, all the food and drink came out perfectly on time and we got to party at the same time. It was almost unheard of how smooth the entire day went, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's also of our own creation a little bit as well, because we knew what was important, which was just being with each other and having fun with our friends and our loved ones. I think on that basis, kind of, if it's extra windy or if, you know, someone's five minutes late to the bus, whatever, those little hassles don't feel like a big deal at all. Yeah. Perspective. Definitely. The way you chose to run your wedding day, as in the little intimate ceremony and then the big 100-person engagement I'm doing air quotes, guys, engagement party at the end. What were the pros of doing that? Would you recommend it to others? For anybody that wants a stress-free wedding, could not recommend it more. It was everything that we could have wanted in a wedding day and more. We had so many compliments from people that had said that was a great idea for you to do. It kept that ceremony kind of close to our chest. Like it gave us both the opportunity to share really, you know, intimate details. I mean, yours was probably a bit more sappy than mine. Mine was a bit funnier. But the actual ceremony itself, it stayed, like it felt more interactive because there's less people there and it's, you know, we're involving 
the core people in our lives. So it really felt personal to us. But then we still got to see everybody later on and celebrate with them and bask in our love and our excitement. And especially on the same day, we had toyed with the idea of getting married one day and then surprising everybody, say, like the week after, which could have been possible. But for us, we were already putting up the money for the hair and the makeup and the setup and all of that sort of thing and the videography and photography. But you can't capture that energy again. You know, that day that you have when you're running off adrenaline from getting married and spending so much time with all your loved ones and like going on location for photo shoots, you can't recapture that for a different day. I think I would never take that back, even if it was busy, like it was a busy day, because you still get to live in that adrenaline field section for a bit that night when you see everybody. It just broke convention a little bit. Once you've taken traditional wedding expectations off the table, then people just felt really free to have fun. And, you know, we did our speeches in a little bit of a different way. And we did some traditional stuff, like we did a first dance and that sort of thing. But otherwise, it was just a really special party. I think, like, you get some epic photos and videos throughout the day because you're also not tied down to one venue. So... We got some, not only at Malawira, but then kind of going on the way back, finding some good spots and taking that stuff, but then also having it be so much more budget friendly. It was so much more feasible for us within a seven-month window to be able to do that, to be able to afford a really big wedding with all the trimmings these days can be very expensive and also would delay it because, you know, certain people only have certain availability, whereas we were so flexible with what we wanted and how we want it to look that it just opened up a lot more doors for us. To be honest, if there was kind of something like this that's someone else had done, I would have been listening to it with everything to try and get all the tips and tricks for how to have that kind of intimate surprise set up. It was a point that we made during the ceremony, actually, now that I think back, um, that it wasn't really an option for you guys to elope as such, to run away somewhere and just do the two of you. But this was the next best thing for you, wasn't it? to be able to have that intimate ceremony with just the core family at, but still get your party because you guys, you know, you, you got a lot of friends, you got a lot of family, <laughs> you like to party. And so I really feel like it was the best of both worlds for you. We'd floated the idea before of, oh, maybe we'll just elope this, the two of us. And I just remember the daggers I got from both of my parents, but also as we told friends. And I think we also realised along the way that we did want people there, like we did want to share it and that we could still have that and have that personal connection for the both of us. And so this was our solution and it worked incredibly well. Really well. I'd have to agree. Did anything funny or unusual happen on your wedding day? I had a gorgeous veil, got it from Made With Love online on a windy day doesn't tend to go so well in the wind. We started the ceremony and I looked back and I saw Ed's dad and my veil was pretty much touching his head. Like it was literally, you know, caressing him. This was so not planned whatsoever, but it was just, you said a line like, sometimes things don't always go to plan. And I just remember, I was just like, well, yeah, like this, and just ripped it out and shoved it between my legs. Luckily, my sister came out and <laughs> grabbed it from me. The only other thing was technology. I will always recommend check, recheck your technology. Because on the night when we were going to 
show the same day edit from our ceremony, we were outside and it sounded like our MC, my cousin Jared, had just announced, you know, they've got a video, but then nothing had played. And I was like, oh no, what's happened? So it turns out my laptop, which they were playing it from, I neglected to tell them that I'd accidentally dropped my computer a few months ago. And so I only charge from one side. So if you put a cord on the other side, it won't charge. And so obviously they had it charged the side that it shouldn't be. And so the computer died, like literally came up on the screen of asking, do you want to tell everybody what we're going to do today? And it cut to the venue and then the thing dies. <laughs> Long story short, they got it working and it was amazing. And it still surprised everyone because they didn't see us in our wedding gear or anything. But yeah, technology issues, definitely plan for them. The only other thing that was sort of funny or a bit surprising, at least for me, was how much I enjoyed the videography photography bit. Like we left the venue and had probably, I don't know, two-ish hours. We jumped in the car with Kevin and Jazz and we literally just got along like a house on fire. It was so interesting because Kev was sitting in the front seat, literally doing the same day at headphones on while we're talking about all sorts of things. They really did make it feel really fun and light. And yeah, that was probably something that um, surprised me was how much I actually enjoyed that part of it. But that is probably the other funny thing is just the unglamorous side mm. of surprises. We go on location photo shoots. We're sitting in the back of their small hatchback in our wedding gear. Then we arrive at the gallery, which I haven't mentioned that yet, but they were incredible for a reception venue. We rock up and they shove us into the accessible toilets and we've got to wait in there until they announce us to come back up. We have this very funny selfie of us actually just sitting on the toilet having a drink on our wedding day. And so if you could go back and do it all again, what would you do differently? From my perspective, probably more time enjoying it ourselves. I think because it was such a busy day, I didn't realise obviously how much time you take with photography and videography and doing those stuff. Even though it was really fun and we really enjoyed it, we didn't get time sitting around just having pizza with our loved ones for a long period of time. And you've got all these other people that want to know how your day was and tell us about the ceremony. And so I just didn't shut up the whole day and you don't get to sit down and eat and drink. It wasn't until we got back to the hotel room at like 2am that we can sit down and just relax. It's so common not to be able to really get to eat. And I remember like getting a quick video of you, Ed, with one slice of pizza and I thought, oh, look at him. He thinks he's <laughs> going to be able to eat that slice of pizza. Oh, he's so optimistic. I don't think I'd do anything differently, to be honest. Or maybe what I could have probably done is like involved my mates and loved ones in a more, you know, direct way. I didn't have any groomsmen, but Laura went to the trouble of organising little gifts and that sort of thing, which looking back on it, probably I could have done something just to make, you know, the special people for me who would have been my groomsmen, potentially do something that would have been nice for them. Something I would do differently is I would have gone harder in my vows. <laughs> Camille, do you know how many times, maybe daily, <laughs> Laura brings up the fact that you said she was funnier than me? Print out that email of where it said, like, both are great, but Laura's is funnier. Honestly. And I rub that in daily. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. There's no pictures on the wall. We don't even talk about the wedding. It's just Camille said, I was funnier than you. What's your biggest wedding planning tip for other engaged couples? I think be a team. Like, 
When you approach wedding planning, you can have very different ways of what you want your day to look like. And so I think working that out about what's important to the other person really early on is probably the most important thing. But I think just being proactive every now and again and going, hey, what do you think about this? Tends to work pretty well. I think also like having the conversations around what's important to you and your philosophy around this stuff, even prior to getting engaged, probably is useful. And just do your research. I scoured Instagram and different websites and I'm also at the age where most people in my life are either getting engaged or having weddings. So you tend to see that on your feed a lot more. And it was really useful because you can see the things that you like and the things that you don't really like. And also who's out there? There's just, there's so many amazing vendors and, you know, it's useful to know what is out there and what you prefer. Um, because you can contact a few then and see what vibes you get from them when you catch up initially. I think that's one of the most important things. It's one thing to find someone online and their aesthetic looks really nice and you really like the way that they look, but then you meet them and you as a personality just don't gel well. That's not going to help your day because you need someone that you vibe with because they can pick up on some of those things from you. So I would really encourage do your research, meet with people and then make your day a hell of a lot easier. Last question, Ed and Laura, what was your favourite part of your wedding day, that moment that you will never forget? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I think I think the whole ceremony was pretty special to me. It was really quite emotional with Laura and myself up the front. It sort of felt really intimate. It was just us, but it was also like you have a crowd of 30 people who you love that are all really rooting for you, which is nice. And then walking into the engagement party at night after we've had this sort of busy, stressful, but really good day and then getting a big cheer from everyone as we're walking in. I think for me, and, you know, this is no offence to all of my beautiful family and friends, I love you a lot, but my favourite bit was probably getting back to the hotel room at the very, very end of the night. We're both sitting in our wedding gear on the bed and we open our laptop and watch the video because until that point we hadn't seen the edit that Kevin had done. We'd heard about it because we came in at the entrance and people were like wiping away tears. So we knew it must have been great, but we hadn't watched it yet. So we're both just sitting there exhausted from such a big day, you know, holding hands, married for the first time and getting to watch three minutes, you know, a snapshot of our day. And it was just, yeah, it was just incredible absolutely beautiful. Such a pleasure to be able to chat about your wedding. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.